Welcome to our live experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of our live Bible church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your love that goes beyond our own rejection of you. That this morning, Lord, may your love reach out to us. May your love reach out to somebody in this building. Holy Spirit, thank you for your work in our hearts. I know somebody's life will be changed this morning. Listen, right where you are, I want you to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Say to God, Father, give me wisdom and revelation this morning. I don't just want to hear the preacher. I want to hear you, Father God. Open your mouth and begin to pray right now, right where you are. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit. We pray for wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word, Father. We pray that we will be in line, in alignment with the decrees of heaven this morning. Father, we pray that as we wait on you today, you will minister life to us. Cause us to understand your holy word and cause your holy word to change our lives. Magea brente shebre kedevralamendo. Akazovre le prende jibre kazevre le kalamende. E prende soprevre le gande prezuka pralamende kevre le mambe. Kaya geda. Akam against any decree that is fighting anybody in this building right now. Anything that Satan has placed on any one of us, that is the reason why you haven't taken a step towards God. We bind it this morning in the name of Jesus. May you be set free. May you receive grace from above. Come on, everybody, open your mouth and pray. You can pray. Pray and ask God to give you wisdom and revelation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We worship you. We adore you. We exalt your holy name. Apart from you, there is no other God. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand of praise. You may please be seated. In his presence this morning. It is how many of you were blessed by that drama? By our drama team. Please put your hands together once again for them. I think they've done so well. They've done amazingly well. My brass, I think there's a, there are a few chairs this side. Is there no empty chair anywhere there? They are all taken. Is there one there? There's one there. Let's, let's be part of the group. Hallelujah. Is somebody sitting there? Okay, you can sit there. All right. Very good. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. 
This morning, God wants to speak to us. Amen? In many ways. I wanted us to watch a video, but we're going to do that next Sunday because today we had a drama already. Hallelujah. And I don't want to shift your focus from what you've received from that. Once again, how many of you were blessed by that drama? Isn't that real life? Isn't that what happens to us? May the story of this drama become your story. In the name of Jesus. I've been teaching on a series entitled, Let's Build a Mega Church. And I haven't had a chance to talk about that in this church life. Because for the past two Sundays, every single Sunday, the Holy Ghost has led me to talk about something else. And we've had to depend on the message that is being preached on YouTube, on Facebook, and other avenues. But this morning, I want to talk about the mega church. <laughs> we've been talking about, you see, what is a mega church? When you hear mega, I know people have a lot of ideas, but mega simply means something. Mega is a Greek word. That means large. It means big. Do you understand? I'm saying to you, let's build a mega church. What I mean is, let us, all of us, let's build a large church for Jesus. Okay, I think my brother said he didn't hear me. I'm saying, let's build a big church for Jesus. A big church. This morning, I want to give you three reasons why it's good for the church to be big. Because I don't want you to be surprised when ABC, Rebecca, and Macharola becomes very big. Don't be surprised. That's what is about to happen. This church is about to become very big. Very, very big. Okay, let me tell you. Can I tell you something? This church will be one of the biggest churches in this whole area. Oh, yes. Okay, tell your neighbor you will, you will see it. If maybe, maybe you don't believe it, so you will just see it. Some people don't believe it, they will just see it. You will, tell your neighbor you will see it, you will see it. One of the most influential churches in this area will be ABC. One of the most spiritual churches. A church where you feel God, you hear God, you smell God, will be this church. Amen. One of the richest churches. Oh. Are you listening to me? <laughs> it will happen live. You will see it. By the grace of my God. Three reasons. You see, I've been giving reasons every Sunday. Please go on YouTube and watch the message. Every day I'm giving spiritual and biblical reasons. Not like this guy. Ah, what does he want to do? It's not me. Jesus says, I will build my church. I don't see Jesus building any small thing. 
because you are coming from a small church, a struggling church, a poor church, doesn't mean that's the one Jesus is building. I want to do what Jesus is doing. And Jesus says, I will build my church. And he goes on to say, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means nothing will be able to stop it. Because what causes churches to be small? The gates of hell prevail. Evil forces prevail. And before long, the thing that was supposed to be this big is no more big. Because some forces have prevailed against it. But the church of Jesus, no gates of hell will prevail against it. Some of you will get married in that church. Look, I used to turn like this in Sun City. And I will say to the people, one day, you will see this person on TV. Hey, after I will say something like that, me myself, I'll go home and say, are you mad? I'm honest with you. I will say to myself, are you mad? You, on TV, from where? How? Today, many people that have never met me face to face, their first encounter with me was a TV. <laughs> How many of you here, before you met me face to face, you saw me on TV, on a TV somewhere? Raise your hand if you've seen, okay. How many of you have ever seen me in a TV somewhere? Like you were watching TV and I was on the TV. Raise your hand if you've ever seen me on TV. Look at these people. But I stood in Sun City. I said, one day you will see me on TV. And I will even correct myself that, are you mad? One day. This church will be one of the biggest churches in this area. Oh, your eyes will see it. Reason number one: you need, we need to have a mega church. Why? Because in a mega church, there are many special ministries. A normal church only does three things. Number one, they sing. Number two, take offering. Number three, they preach. That's a normal church. You go to a normal church, you might not be sure of many things, but you'll be sure of three things. There'll be a song. Before you realize, somebody will come for your money. In the basket. <laughs> you know, I went to a funeral in Pumalanga during the week. Hey! Hey! Before I realized, there was offering. <laughs> we're, giving, we're giving offering in the funeral. I said, wow! <laughs> I have seen things. I have never seen this one before. But it's normal. Whenever people gather, must give. It's true. So I learned 
Next funeral. Somebody will come with a basket. <laughs> but I'm saying, in a church, there are three things that usually happen. They sing songs, they give offering, and they preach the word. How many of you will agree with me that those are the basic three things, the basic three ministries that you find in any normal church? Therefore, most of the churches that only provide three services, singing, giving, preaching, are limited because there are so many other things that a church can do. But sometimes they, that church cannot do those things because the church is too small. Jesus says in his word, I was sick, you didn't visit me. I was in prison, you didn't come. There's something we call prison ministry. If the church remains small, that church will never be able to fulfill the words of Jesus. That says, you, I was in prison and you came as a church in the prison and you helped me in the prison. In fact, when you are small, you can't even think prison. You are only thinking your small congregation, your small people, and you give them offer, you give you, you give you offering, you preach some small, small things. All the prisoners are left to go to hell by themselves. Nobody goes to preach to them on Sunday morning. The church is so small, the church cannot do anything apart from singing, giving offering, and preaching. Am I teaching you this something this morning? When a church remains small, that church will not have enough impact in that community. Many things cannot happen. So prisoners are left to themselves. How about the orphans? How about the sick people in hospital? Something called hospital ministry. Where the church is supposed to go to the hospital and minister prayers and help the people. When the church is small, everybody is thinking for themselves. That church cannot do big things. So when we want ABC, when, as, when you hear me say, we must become a mega church, you are thinking pastor wants to be big. No, you see, you don't understand God. The only entity that is on earth that is representing God is the church. Schools don't represent God. Hospitals don't represent God. So the only people that can tell the world who God is, is the church. And when the church is so small, cannot even buy little pets to go and give to some orphans, guests, that church will have no impact. So hear me well when I'm saying this one must not be like others. We must trust God that this church becomes big so that we can go to the prisoners. We can go to the hospitals. We can go to the orphanages. Who will help those people? Who will help them? You know that Jesus said some people will go to hell because he was in hospital. They didn't visit him. Yeah, he said it. And he said, and the adult asked him, where did we see you sick? And we did. He said, no, whenever you didn't do it to any of these people, you didn't do it to me. 
And most of the time, you cannot go to a sick person and you don't have something in your hands. So we must become big so that we can, we can touch more lives. Are you listening to me, people of God? Are no churches that build roads. They will take a road. Do you understand? Like a road like this. They say, this road, the government doesn't want to change it. The church will come together. They will get a, a, a contractor. How much for you to do this road for us? Hey! And you will see the pastor coming with his congregation to dedicate a road. Are not churches that put traffic lights and road lights. Are not churches that build schools. Are even not churches that build universities. Your idea of church is too small. And if we don't think bigger, let me explain to you, especially the area of education. We are here with our children. We are telling them, God created the universe. God created man. God created woman. God created this. God created that. And they believe us. Then they go to another person's school. When they enter the school, the person says to them, there's no God. The world is created by a big bang. And they start explaining to them how everything was created. Your child has gone to another school. And in that school, your child is being told God does not exist. And you are paying the school fees. Imagine if ABC grows to the size where we have primary schools, we have secondary schools, and we have universities. Do you imagine a curriculum that is run by ABC having a, 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 a course about evolution where we are telling people God didn't create the world? You see the danger of not having a chair that is big enough to be able to do more than just singing, giving, and preaching. Many widows are left to themselves. As soon as her husband dies, she's abandoned. Because the church does not have any capacity to sustain her. Her children end up in prostitution. The church is so small, the offering of Sunday cannot even pay fuel. How will the church be able to do anything? I'm saying to you, let's build a mega church. Let's build. Let's, let's look. Let's come together and let's do something bigger than us. That thing will work for you and me tomorrow. If you don't know. If you don't know. Number two. Okay, on that first verse, on that first point that a mega church creates special ministries. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20. The Bible says, in a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay for special purposes and for common use. You see, when the house is big enough, you have different types of people. Some people are there for noble purposes 
And some for ignoble purpose gave it to me, maybe try the NLT. Are you blessed so far? In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver and some made of wood and clay. You, what you had was fine, NLT. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are used for, are for everyday use. You see, what Paul was saying here was that you cannot have in a house only one type of thing. It must be different. You must have different things for different purposes. Are you understanding? All right, number two. In a mega church, there are opportunities for jobs. Listen to me. When a church is 30 people, that church is very limited. Because in that 30 people, maybe there's nobody who is, number one, a policeman. If this church has a problem, who can help? The church doesn't know anybody in the police. the church has a situation, a member has a problem, and now we need a lawyer. There's nobody in the church that is a lawyer. The church is so small, no lawyer goes there. No policeman goes there. Do you understand the type of problem that that church is going to have now? Do you understand how complex things start becoming? When the church is, let's say, 2,000 people, you cannot have 2,000 people and there's nobody there that even if he's not a policeman, he knows somebody who is a policeman. I mean, if it's 2,000, by all means, there will be a lawyer or somebody who knows a lawyer. By all means, there will be a doctor or somebody who knows a doctor. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And just start helping the church. When I'm saying the church, I don't mean the pastor, I mean the members. Because most members, the moment there's a problem, they call the pastor. Why? Because the pastor knows people. So the pastor now has to bring all the members that can do this. As well, I think they're not pushing for us to have a bigger church. Tomorrow, when you call me, I say, hey, brother, what do you want to go for us? Pray. I will also pray. And I say, Ari, 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 appeal, man, dad, Ari, appeal. And I pray, 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 pray. Again, more remarkable, come on, Jesus, Amen. And I say, no, continue. <laughs> There's nothing else I can do. You are not inviting people, so that as you are inviting people, you invited somebody that God could now use for this thing. When we say invite, bring people in. When now you are quiet. You don't move. But tomorrow, you will have a need. And maybe 
either the person you invited or somebody else that also invited become the connection through which God is going to work to help all of us. Many people in this church got jobs because of Muruti. Because I will know somebody who knows somebody. And I will just make a phone call. One of our shepherds, that's how he got a job. I called somebody I know who is in a high position. I said to him, I've been teaching. Okay, let's get the verse first. You must know this verse. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Look at this. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Say amen. amen. But look at it. Especially. Especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Especially. Especially. So when we have a lot of people in the family of believers, there are a lot of opportunities to do good to everybody. Some people in our church today, they cannot go for a week without a peace job. Without a peace job. Because there's always somebody in the church who is fixing a house, who is getting a light, who is doing something, and they are having an opportunity. If they were not part of that church, they were never going to know that person, and they were never going to have that opportunity. A mega church helps everybody. When you are part of a big church, you cannot tell you something. If we, were, if we were big to a certain size, some of you were not going to be sitting at home. You are going to have a job already. So that, that man I say I called. Imagine if I have 10 like that in the church. There's another brother. One time he had an opportunity. He got jobs for about five people. At, the, at one time. Five. At a go. And they all got jobs because they are in this church. The person went to him. Another daughter of mine. A man was opening a business. He met me. He called me for a meeting. And I asked, what? Him and his wife. They welcomed me. And they said to me, Pastor, God has laid on our heart to start a business. And we already rented the property. We've bought all the equipment. We need a receptionist. But we don't know who we must choose. So pastor, you know everybody in the church. Pick one person and send the person to us. I knew exactly who to pick. And today, more than a year now, that sister has been working there. Earning money every month from people she doesn't know. Her only reason why she's sitting in that office is because her pastor knows people in the church that can make a way for her. 
as you are sitting here, let me tell you something. If we all gather together, you don't know when you will need this man. When I say to you, let's build a mega church, you are feeling as if I want to make you work for nothing. You don't know one thing. One day, this man could be used by God to get you something somewhere. Or a member in this church, because you are coming to the same church, you see, family of believers, special. So I want to encourage you, if you are in this church, and from time to time you get opportunities for jobs, and you never think about the members of the church, let me tell you something, you are working against the will of God. Because that scripture is telling us clearly, especially the family of believers. How come when now it's only your biological people that you are fighting for? Or the people from your tribe? The people from your tribe, your, your fellow brothers and sisters are suffering in the church and you never look at them and say, you know what, I think I know somebody who can help this girl. We are all coming in the same church. You should open your eyes and say, you know what? There's a girl I see in the church. Do you know how I got a job at San City? It was through the church. Somebody, who, I've shared the testimony many times. Somebody who was coming to church saw me and that's how I got a job. The church is a blessing. Amen. I said the church is a blessing. Amen. When you invest in the church, you're investing in the right place. Let me tell you something. For some of you, if Jesus tarries, this church might be the church that will bury you. Yet you are investing nothing in it. You are not giving anything. If you were to leave this world now, who will handle your funeral? Who will take care of you? You haven't thought about it, you see. That church, because funerals are not handled by your friends. There must be a church. There must be a pastor that knows you, that is connected to you, that can talk on your behalf. A ministry that understands what to do per time. But when you've never invested anything in a church, you've never given yourself, we don't even know what to say when we hold the microphone at your funeral. You are never part of anything. Don't joke with the church. It's a mistake. I desire our, our ministry here to grow so much that we can even have our own. You know what this thing, these people call this thing? This thing to, for, to organize funerals. You know, like they do like funeral covers and stuff. We don't need to do a funeral cover, but we can have a system that if a member is no more, the family doesn't need to struggle. We take it. We organize this. 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 Our people are stressing every day, meeting, 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 meeting over somebody who's already gone. Fighting over money. But if the church is small, how will you do it? How will you do it? Please open your eyes and start thinking a bit bigger. 
You will not live forever. Now your children, who will pastor them? Which church will they go to? Today we don't even trust churches. You are not showing them where they should plan themselves. Whether this week you are here, next week you are there, the other week you are there. They are confused. The day you die, your family doesn't even know which pastor to call. Because we're never committed to any church. So they have to hire a pastor. They have to hire somebody somewhere. Because they know you were, not, you were never committed to anybody. Please, you're not going to live forever. Organize your life. Bring peace and direction to your life. And when you do this, you are wise. You are wise. You are wise. You are wise. Let's build together. Hallelujah. I said, let's build together. Let's build together. Join me. Don't just watch me. Join me because what we are doing here can help you tomorrow. It can help you tomorrow. There are members here. I want to see them having jobs. But now, for, the, for, for now, I've run out of people <laughs> with the opportunities. So I'm now praying for more opportunities. Some of my daughters, I know they're looking for jobs. But when you say to them, let's invite people to church. So you never know God, who God can send. Ah, Pastor, now I'm shy. Now, Pastor, I don't know how to talk. Hey, Pastor, me, I don't know how to say this. But you know how to take women to your bedroom. Well, to, talk, to talk to bring a girl in your bedroom, you know how to talk to make her, she, oh, she remove her clothes. You know how to talk for her to take off her clothes. But you don't know how to talk to bring a girl to church. You know how to talk to get guys to buy you data, to buy you phones. But you don't know how to talk to bring them to church. No, Pastor, I, mean, I don't know how to, I don't know, I don't know me. Pastor, I mean, I'm very shy. I'm very shy. You cannot be shy. We are building a mega church. When you are building a mega church, you cannot be shy. You cannot be shy. If you are building a mega church, you cannot be shy. You cannot be shy. You cannot be shy. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Let me listen to me. I have attended some funerals. I, I felt sorry for the dead man. If, if this person was alive to see what is happening, eh? They were going to think twice the way they were living. Yeah. And I've attended some funerals. I felt the person was dignified. ABC is a church God is bringing in this community. Are you listening to me? With the capacity to help people give birth, dedicate the children, take the children to school, get them married, dedicate their children. Help them plan their future. And if by God's grace and Jesus studies, they die, they must be buried dignifiedly. Oh, not, not this thing. You don't even know what's happening. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's happening. Are you listening to me? It depends on how strong a church is. When your church is not strong, your things will go this way. Even your wedding will go this way. Takes me to my point number three. In a mega church, there is, there is a chance to find different types of people to marry. Oh. 
this side didn't help. In a mega church, ne? You want me to woo? Oh, I must. I must. Okay. I'll, I'll be quiet because you, you don't want me to talk. In a mega church, there are different kinds of beloveds. You see the way we are here? Some of you, it will be difficult for you to find your wife here. In our current size. You look one, two, three. Your level is finished. You even look like you look one. Just look. You look one. It's finished. Just one. It's finished. Now, some of you, if you if you even scan the church, I say now nah, level yaka. Mm-mm. I don't see it here at all. Mm-mm. I look to the left, Mishiman. I look to the right, Mishiman. Mm-hmm. But in the mega church, hey! you want small, is there? You want small black, there. Black, uh, small white, is there. Small Indian, is there. Small colored, is there. Small Chinese, is there. It's a mega, tell your neighbor, it's a mega church. It's a mega church. It's a mega church. You cannot say my tap is not there. In a mega church, your tap will be there. The size, the color, the height. You see, when you are in a mega you can really ask God what you want. You say, height, 1.5. Color, light skin. Tribe, Zulu. Eh? Must be speaking English and a bit of Zulu or Tswana. You can expand your list. But when you are in a Shmana, Shmana, Shmana church, please, when you bring your list, go say, hey, 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 go, 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 go. Go take what I've, I put there. Anything there, just take and, and enjoy yourself. We need a mega church. We need a mega church. In a mega church, we can have all kinds of weddings. We can have weddings for old people. We can have weddings for middle-aged people. We can have weddings for teenagers. We can have all kinds of, because all kinds of people are there. We can have weddings for colors. Like this Saturday, it's a colored wedding. So, if you're into Briani, come. And then next week, it's a Zulu wedding. It's Hey! But when it's not like that, eh? only once a three or four years, then we see a small wedding. A mega church is good for all of us. I tell you, you don't know. A mega church, a big church. If this brother says he doesn't like you anymore, you don't worry. There are plenty brothers in the church. If this sister is playing games on you, you don't say, eh, eh, eh. no, no, no. You say, sister, go sharp, ne? Bye bye. Then you move to the next sister. You move to the next sister. But when the church is small, she will be finishing you. You will still come, hey, sister, okay. So, hey, now I get it. You know, now I'm serious. I really want this thing to work. 
She will insult you, you will cry, but then you will come back. Because it's a church. That is a mega church. She will be very careful how she talks to you. Because she knows Sister Sophia is there, Sister China is there, Sister Regina is there, Sister. The competition is too high. She cannot play with your life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! These people that play in relationships is because the church is not mega. That's why they're doing what they're doing. If the church becomes mega, you will not joke. And I'm telling you now, ABC Rebecca shall be mega. We shall be mega. Oh, yes. Some Saturdays will have three weddings. At a go. One, two, three. Yes. You keep watching, you will see. They say, hey, that guy, he used to say those things and it was like it was a joke. And look today. The thing has happened. Hallelujah. I am happy and excited for you. You shall be part of the mega church. Oh, yes. When you tell people, when they ask you, where do you go to church? Ah, and I call ABC. They say, wow. They will not say, eh, come on. No, no, no. They say, wow. 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 Strong. The power of God is there. The presence of God is there. The love of God is there. The wisdom of God is there. The whole thing is blessed. The whole thing is powerful. Hallelujah. It's a mega church. That's why we are fighting to build it. That's why we don't want people to just disappear. That's why Saturdays, we are inviting people to come. We are building the mega church. That's why Fridays, we are fasting and we are praying. One of these days you will come, this row will be full. You see this row here? There's no chair. This area, I see people sitting all over here. Then another day you will come, there will be people sitting outside there. And one day you will come, you will not find us here. Because it will be too small for us. We will move to another place. You will see it. This church will relocate from here one day because the place has become too small. Too small. Too small. Just the cars alone will fill the whole place. There will not be traffic again here. The cars, are, your car, your car, your car, your car, your car, your cars will be all over here. Your cars, all over here. Your cars. Today is one or two cars. We thank God for them. But one day, you will not be able to count the cars in the car park. It will happen. Because God is going to bless you. God is going to prosper you. You're not going to remain the way you are. One day, you will come with your car keys. Give me, give, give me some car keys. Let me have some car keys. When you are talking, you just... You are talking, but from time to time, you just do a little bit of... And then you just... You just... You put your hand on your pocket, and then when you feel like they are forgetting, you just take out again, and then you just... It's a mega church! It's a mega church! It's a mega church! 
Do like this. Even if you don't have any kids, just do it. In the spirit. I'm holding my car keys in my hands. One day I will be doing like this. Hallelujah. I can't wait to see you. Tell your neighbor, I can't wait to see your car. I can't. Ah, what type of car are you going to bring on the car park? What type of car are you going to bring on the car park? Oh. There's a pastor who said, people are dedicating cars. I'm no more dedicating cars. I now dedicate planes. His church members don't buy cars anymore. They buy private jets. So when, when his members call him, they say, Muruti, eh, no, another jet has been acquired. Please come and lay hands. In my lifetime, I will hear a phone, we will hear a phone call one day. And I will say, Muruti, ma Muruti, emojimu, kusiyami. Mudimu, upalabolo. Hallelujah. No, just fix the sound on that one. I like that one. Amen. So, you see, Moruti. It is no more Koloi. It's what now? Kojet. Kejet. Private. There is a shabba. God bless you. Then I come and I lay my hands on the private jet. And then you say, Muruti, I think let's go for a little test flight. Of course, my daughter. Arie! Arie! Hallelujah! Praise Jesus. Amen. But how are we going to build this mega church. I want to talk. Can I talk to you about something small? If I don't tell you this, then I've failed you. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. This is the verse we are using on this series. Amen? This is Jesus speaking. He says, and I also say to you that you are Peter. You are who? You are Peter. And on this rock, what will I do? I will build my church. I will build my church. You are Peter. You are who? He didn't say you are James. Jesus had 12 disciples. I wonder why he didn't say you are James. Because we know James was a very strong disciple. Very strong. You must read the book of James. You, you will understand the strength of James. He's believed James was a choleric. Very strong. Jesus didn't say you are Paul. Even though at that time Paul was not even born again. Jesus didn't say you are John. John loved Jesus more than all the other disciples. You are Peter. You are 
this rock, I will build my church. You are Peter. It tells me one thing. You need to be a Peter for you to build with Jesus. You are Peter. You are Peter. It's important to understand Jesus didn't only have Peter. Jesus had other people. Are you listening to me? But he chose Peter. And I think it's important that we try to understand who is Peter. What type of person is Peter for Jesus to give him this assignment? What are the characteristics of Peter? Is he a perfect guy? Is he a holy guy? What type of person is Peter? Because when you just read, you are Peter, and on this rock, you, you have an idea of who you think Peter is. But the scriptures, if there's a disciple the scriptures have properly exposed is Peter. So I would like to quickly show you in a few minutes characteristics of Peter. And I hope as you see them, you may identify with some of his characteristics and I hope you will say, but if God still uses Peter, then why can't God use me? If God picked Peter and he had a choice and he picked Peter. Let's look at some characteristics about Peter that actually reflects characteristics of people that will build a mega church. What type of people are they? Number one. So the title of this little message is God uses ordinary people. That's the title of our little talk. I'm going to talk for just a few minutes. God uses ordinary people. God builds with ordinary people. You are Peter. Number one. God uses people who feel sinful and unworthy. They themselves feel they are sinful. Are you listening to me? This person that God wants to use, he feels he's sinful. Luke chapter 5 verse 8 down to 10. Look at this. When Simon Peter saw this what did Simon Peter see? Simon Peter saw a lot of fish. If you know the story of Jesus and Simon Jesus went to Simon, used his boat to preach after Jesus finished preaching he says to Simon, throw your net on the other side. When Simon threw his net on the other side, he pulled the net. There was a lot of fish. When Simon saw the fish, look at this. He fell at Jesus' knees, 
Simon Peter. I'm talking about Peter to you. Are you listening to me? Jesus says to Peter, I will build the church on you. But let's look at Peter. Peter fell at Jesus' and said, go away from me. Why? I am a sinful man. Peter. I, you are Peter. You. You are Peter. Peter is a sinful man. I am a sinful man. Don't, you, hey, you don't know. You don't know whose boat you came to. You don't know who you want to trust. Oh. You don't understand me well, eh? Please don't, please don't, don't stay around me. You are trying to do miracles. You are trying to do a lot of big things, but you are doing them in the wrong person. Like, don't, don't deal with somebody like me. I'm a sinful person. I'm not the type of person that should be in your environment. Pastor, you want us to build a mega church? Hey, please, choose other people. You, you, can't, you can't do it with somebody like me. It's because you don't know my life. If I start telling you now, you say, I'm a very sinful person. I still do a lot of evil things that you don't know. I'm evil. Go away from me. That's Peter. Peter feels sinful. Don't, don't stay around me. A sinful man. I still do evil things. I'm not. I'm not the right person for for this thing you want you want us to talk about. I'm a sinful person. You are Peter. <laughs> Look at. For he and all his companions were astonished at the cash of fish. They had taken. Like something happened. Something has happened. I said, hey! No, this is not normal. And I don't deserve for this type of things to happen. Please. Please, let, let, me, let me come clean. I'm, I'm a sinful person. Please, don't, don't stay here. It's dangerous to be around somebody like me. It's, it's, it's dangerous. It, Muruti, it's dangerous to have me in your team. And I'm a sinful person. I, I don't do good things. When, when I walk out of the church, I become a different person. Please, Muruti. If you knew who I am, you will not say that I should build the church. Oh, you are Peter. And Peter feels I'm sinful. Look at what the Bible says here. Look at this. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. And so were James and John and the, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. I'm, I'm, I'm a sinful person. You don't know who I am. I'm, a very, I'm, I'm still busy with guests. I'm still doing a lot of evil things. I'm not the right person for this thing. You want. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You will catch people. God is saying to somebody here this morning, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. I know you feel, you think I don't know what you are doing. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. 
I still use you. I still use you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You are feeling sinful. You are feeling like you must, Jesus must stay away. Muruchi mustn't come to your bedroom. Hey! Muruchi mustn't check your phone. I remember at the Stone Christian camp, I asked, can God trust your phone? Somebody said, yes! I said, okay. Bring your phone, let me check it. Hey, hey, hey! hey. Strong Christian camp, match. Hey, hey, Muruti, hey. Wow, wow. I get it when I, hey, hey. But Jesus is saying, don't be afraid. I know you are still struggling with this, with this, with this, with this, with this. With this. I understand. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus knows what you are struggling with. Amen. Jesus is fully aware you have still sinful behavior. He understands. When he's saying to Peter, I will use you, it's not like he doesn't know. Peter is telling him himself, look, I'm a sinful person. But he said, don't be afraid. You will catch people. Oh, and I'm glad to tell you, Peter caught people. <laughs> he caught them. Number two, sit down. God calls people who are ordinary. Nothing special. Do you know what ordinary means? There's no spark. When you go somewhere, people don't say, wow. Sometimes you pass, it's like nobody passed. You are just normal. Hey. Tell the person that you say, hello, ordinary. Hello, hello, ordinary. You know, the person next to you is so ordinary, you don't even know sometimes they are there. Imagine if it was it's one of South African celebrities. Mention one of them. Oh, wow. Imagine Casper was sitting next to you right now. Hey. I think you're going to be thinking, hey, I hope I'm not smelling. I hope I'm not. I hope, I hope, I hope. You are, you are not going to be normal. <laughs> you understand? But look at how normal you are. You know why? Because the person next to you is ordinary. Hallelujah! Ordinary. And I wish I was telling you that God uses extra. No. God uses ordinary people. It is his presence in the ordinary people that makes the people extraordinary. It is his presence that makes them extraordinary. But they are ordinary people. Ordinary people. Uh, Pastor Muruti, me, hey, uh, there's nothing about me. You are the right person. You are just ordinary. There's nothing. When people see you, they don't see something unique. Oh, that's the type of people. That's the type of person God likes. People that when, people, when other people look at you, they even feel you are useless. Oh, God said, okay, no problem. Let me take the useless person and I'm going to turn him into a very useful person. Very useful person. Ordinary. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 13. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter. I'm talking about Peter. Don't forget. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see. Tell your neighbor, people can see. No, no. They could see. 
Even when you try to fake it, you try to be extraordinary. You understand? You try to buy new shoes, fix your hair small, try to wear some new clothes, to try to be a bit extraordinary. People can still see, ah, we're not called ordinary. There's nothing much there. They could see. They could see. They could see that they were what? Ordinary men. They were amazed because these were ordinary men. Ordinary people. They were bold. Ordinary men. God uses ordinary men. Ordinary men. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Cast on your face. Not many were of noble birth. Princess Elizabeth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. The very thing you are telling God, why did you allow this to happen to me? God is saying, that's exactly what I want to use to make a great person out of you. Why wasn't I born in a great family? If you were born in a great family, you are not going to be sitting in the chair listening to the word this morning. Many rich people don't go to church. Let me tell you the truth. If you are a child of a rich man, most of the time you are already sentenced to hell. Because this rich man will never go to church. He will never take you to any church. You always go to big places until you die. So sometimes, being born in a rich family has already sentenced you to hell. Just, just the fact that you are born in a rich family can be your sentence to hell. Because just by your standard of life, you might never go to a place where there is a pastor. It will be too low for you. And because of that, you might never hear the gospel. And because you will never hear the gospel, you will never be saved. And because you will never be saved, you will therefore die and go to hell. Sometimes when you are born in a family where there's no father, there's no mother, you are feeling as if God has abandoned you. But it's because there's no father, there's no mother. That's why you are now at the Lababe church because you are seeking God. And that's why God can speak to you. Oh, learn to be grateful for what you have. Don't quickly envy what other people have. You will be surprised. You will be surprised that that thing could have destroyed you. That thing could have destroyed you. Some of the people that rejected you, it was, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. That thing that happened broke your pride. It humbled you and got you to the place where you realize you are also a human being like us. And that's why when a pastor is preaching, your heart is open. But when you have never experienced rejection, when a pastor is preaching, you say, mm, I think this man is depressed. This man is hungry. He wants money. Because your heart hasn't been touched. Am I saying that God is the one doing all those bad things? No. But sometimes God will use those. You see, Satan, Joseph told his brothers, you meant it for bad, but God turned it for my good. So people will mean those things to hurt you, but God will take them. When you trust God, God will take that thing and turn it for your good. God will turn it for your good. 
God will turn it for your good. God will turn it for your good. When I understood this, I stopped blaming my, my God why he didn't give me a rich father. My father was a farmer, never went to school, okay? Didn't have a great life. And God made me realize, if you had a father that was rich, you could be flying in first class all your life. Most pastors are not in first class. You might never see them there. Where you are is what God wants for now. Because right where you are, look at where you are now. You are hearing something that can take you to heaven. Ordinary. Weak things. Simple things. God takes them. Oh, please be encouraged. Your weak things. Your background weak. Your family name weak. Your finances weak. Everything is weak, 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 weak. Everything is weak. Even the house where you are living, weak. Many days, no food. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the strong. If you trust God, God will pick you from right place where you are and will start lifting you like a helicopter. People will see you rise. What's going on? You see, the helicopter is not like the plane. The plane has to go on the runway. Go that side. Come back this side. Go back that side. Then now start running to go. Too much work. Helicopter, same place. Duck, 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 duck. Meaning, God doesn't need to shift you from where you are. That house where you are. That country where you are. That location where you are. God will start lifting you every back, 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 You will see yourself in the sky. In the sky. From where you are. Then God says to me, because, you know, Satan was telling me, please change your surname. Maybe if you change your surname, things will change. You don't need to change your surname. With your surname, I know some of my cousins, they changed their surname. They became poorer. Some people in my family, they changed their skin. Because they told them, if you have light skin, you make it. So, if, if you judge that by that standard, I think I was meant to never make it. Hey, my God. With my skin. With my surname. With my background. With my father. All that package. I see your helicopter rising. I see your helicopter rising from wherever you are. The power of God is going to start lifting you up. Lifting. Sepan, don't be on your phone. Listen, you are in the Bible. You are in the house of God. Focus. You see, right here, God is going to say, if you trust God, this is if you trust God. If you trust God. Because you think your past is too bad. Weak things. Shame to shame the strong. Foolish things to shame the wise. Like, it looks foolish. It looks foolish. But God is going to use that foolishness. Can I give you just one more? 
or tumor and we stop. God calls people who have no special training. Amen. No special training. Look at the same verse we had earlier. Um, Acts chapter 4 verse 13. When they, they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they considered they were an uh, ordinary men with no special training in scriptures. No special training. You are saying to God every day, ah, me, I cannot save you. I don't know Bible. I've never gone to Bible school. Peter and John had no special training in the scriptures. No special training. But God is using Peter. God is saying to Peter, I will build a church with you. But Peter had no special training in scriptures. And that has been your excuse to say, no, I cannot do these things. I don't know the Bible. I don't know the scriptures. No special training in scriptures. No special training. No special training. Hmm? No special training. Number, number four, God uses people who have failed many times. Many times. You did this, it didn't work. 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 Hey! You feel, I, no, I don't think these things are for me. Then God comes and says, hey, when I come, he says, ah, me, you don't know, hey, yeah, me, I'm sinful, oh. me, I'm ordinary, oh. me, I don't have special training, oh. me, anything I touch, it doesn't work. Trust pastor shop, bang. Try dating, bang. Try school with Unisa, bang. Hey! Everything I touch just goes down, nose down. Do like this. <laughs> it just goes down. God says, come. <laughs> Look at Luke 5 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. Got what? That's the type of person he wants to work with. Somebody who worked the whole night. Not even one fish. What type of fisherman are you? That you mean the whole night. The whole night. You go to the river, a whole lack, a whole, a whole ocean, and you work the whole night. Not one fish, even a sardine. Even one sardine you cannot show. Ordinary sardines, you say, ah, at least caught a sardine. And you work, you don't even say we work half night. You say the whole night. Hey! This is failure multiplied. Not one sardine. But Jesus says, come. You are the person I want. So let's look at it again. He says you are Peter. Look at, look at Peter. Sinful. Ordinary. No special training. Failed in anything he tries to do. Wow. And you are saying he must build a church. Couldn't you pick somebody? I mean you have so many. Why this guy? Don't you see the record already? Ah. Jesus. Are you blind? this one. Five. 
God calls people with character issues. Character problems. Galatians chapter 2 verse 11 to 12. But when Peter came to Antioch, character, say with me, character issues. <laughs> character issues. But when Peter came to Antioch, Peter, Paul says, when Peter came, I had to oppose him to his face. I had to oppose Peter. For what he did was very wrong. Peter, very wrong. What Peter did eh, was very wrong. My God. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile Christians who were not circumcised. But after what? When some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. So before this, James, I told you James, James, strong. Do you understand James? <laughs> you don't joke with James. So Peter, before James, Peter goes to Antioch. He's flowing. Hey, he's enjoying the company of everybody. He's excited. And, and, and he talks to people. He, he, he's, he's eating with the people. He's joining the people. He's flowing with everybody. But, and, every, and, and this guy started also liking Peter. Everybody is enjoying Peter. Wow. Hey, the apostle. Wow, nice. When James and his guys arrive, Peter starts. <laughs> when these guys. I said, hey, Brajem, Brapit, Pit. They say, hey, 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 please, stay away, stay away. Say, hey, yesterday you were eating. Hey, yesterday was yesterday. What happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. I'm moving on with my life. Hey! Paul saw this and said, what is going on with Apostle Peter? What's happening to this guy? Do you know that's how many of us are? It's true. When you're in the church, hey, Fede, Fede, hey, Brutti. For sure, for sure, for sure. Eish. Muruti. Ay, mudimo. Like, you are feeling the power. As soon as you walk out of here. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. And you change. You change. We don't recognize you again. Tell your neighbor you are like Peter, eh? Peter. Tell your other neighbor, Peter is sitting next to you. Peter is sitting next to you. There's a Peter next to you. Character issues. Character issues. Jesus says, you are Peter. You are Peter. I know who you are. But I will still build my church with you. you struggle with this. I know you struggle with this. Now you even struggle with character. But I'm still choosing you. I have a lot of people around me. I can choose them. You are Peter. We're talking about, tell your neighbor, pastor is teaching about Peter. We are talking about Peter. Peter, Petro, Petro. Number six, God uses people who have temper issues. Character issues. Temper issues. 
temper. Hey! John 18 verse 10. Then Simon Peter drew the sword, the knife, and cut the ear of somebody. Peter. He took a sword and went for the ear. <laughs> of, and he cut it. <laughs> mm -mm. <I. laughs> then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus. Temper. When I went to get angry, even the lizards ran away. Everybody finds another place to hide. When you get angry, it's catastrophe. Temper problems. Yet, you are bitter. Hey, I'm still going to use you to build the church. You are bitter. You have temper problems. You fight. Eh? 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 I'll show you. I'll show you. You fight with your brothers at home. Eh? You fight with your words. Some of you are professional journalists. It's just that SABC doesn't know you yet. <laughs> they could employ you easily. You are a journalist. Free. You are freelancing. You are freelancing. You are a freelancer. You are freelancing. Hey! You fight with WhatsApp. You send emojis of fire. <laughs> you send bullets on WhatsApp. You use strong emojis. You send faces of gorillas and <laughs> there's a face that that is bringing smoke. <laughs> you send such. I'm going to show you. The angels look at it and say, hey. No, 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 no. This guy is bad news. Jesus says, you are Peter. Amen. And on you, on you, on you, the man who fails all the time, the man who has character problems, the man who has temper problems, the man who has no vision, no training, the man who has sin, you are Peter. On you. Who is feeling encouraged? If God used Peter, who here feels that ah? But if God used Peter, eh? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not. Tell anybody you are not that bad. I mean, come on, you have never cut the ear of somebody. <laughs> Lastly, God uses people who deny Him. People who will say they don't know Him. Hey, hey, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not associated. To, I, dis I distance myself from, from, from that man. Uh, there's no connection between us. John 13, verse 37 to 38. This is our last scripture for you. Did you enjoy this training? It's not just a teaching. It's a training for your mind. Peter said to him, Peter, is it's Peter again. Peter said to him, Lord, 
Why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. You know, Peter is saying to Jesus, I can die for you. I am ready to die for you. Jesus answered him. Will you lay down your life for my sake? You? Most assuredly, I say to you, the roaster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. You, you say you want to die for me? You? Not only you cannot die for me, but you will deny that you, don't, you, you even know me. And that happened life. Small girl. You are with, with the, No, 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 please. Don't make me say something to you now that you will not like. I've never met that man. I don't know that man. Three times. Peter only did it three times. You and I do it hundreds of times every day. Hundreds of times. We behave like we don't know Jesus Christ. You enter the taxi. You behave like you don't know Jesus Christ. You are in your workplace. You behave like you don't know Jesus Christ. You are in your school. Peter did it only three times. Please ask your neighbor, when, how many times so far? So far. How many times so far? How many times so far? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times we've been denying Jesus. Behaving as if we don't know him. That's why he asked the same Peter. Do you love me? Do you love me? And again, just like usual, yeah, 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 I, I love you, I love you. I lo you see, he doesn't think. The guy doesn't, he just answer. Yeah, 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 I love you. Will you, will you invite me? Yeah, yeah, we'll invite. We'll invite. You, you don't think. You just talk quick, quick, quick. So he asks again. Do you love me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I love you, yeah. Hey, for the third time, do you love me? Then it comes to this man that this question is probably based on a number of things he knows about me. And say, hey, Lord, you know all things, you know. I think I love you. You know all things. You know all things. I want to ask you a question. Do you love Jesus? Do you really love Jesus? Because from that day, Peter's life started changing. After he had that last conversation, Jesus said, do you love me? Peters can do things out of duty. Peters can do things out of command. Peters can do things because we have to do them. But every time you do something because it's your duty, because it's a command, because you will have to answer if you don't do it, you might not do it again if the duty is stopped. Jesus wanted Peter to do things for him. Because he loves him. Not because he has to. Jesus will like you to come to this church not because you are forced to, but because you love him. Why do you go to church every day?
Because I love Jesus. When you love somebody, you go to them. Why do you attend church many times during the week? Ah, when you love a person, will you have a problem seeing them many times? Why do you give money to the church? Ah, when you love a person, do you mind giving? You say, love explain things. When you love, it's easy to explain why you do what you do. It's easy to explain why I come to talk to you. Because I love Jesus. And Jesus has given me this job. It's easy. But if I say, ah, I must do it though. I don't, me, I don't want to die. I must do it. I don't want to die. Oh. I must do it. I mean, just now somebody will kill me. I mean, because what? So you are doing it because you are afraid to die. Why are you paying? Hey, no, nah, I don't want curses. So you know, there are too many curses in my family. I don't want to add more. I mean, this man is saying that if you don't pay that curse, hey, I want to run away from curse. So I'll give God, <laughs> I'll give God his things. There's no love. Ah. When are you having slept with a girl for a while? What's happening? Hey! Mm. I went to church. When I are saying now that God doesn't like these things, otherwise he can. I remember, I remember, I remember a mom She was preaching one time and she said, if you commit fornication, eh, and you come to sing in the microphone, God is going to open the ground and you will be swallowed. I said, hey! My God. So all the fornicators, every time they are singing, they, they look hey, they look at the guy and I say the same thing. They look, hey, 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 hey. And then you see them, sometimes they are doing like this. You are thinking that they are flowing. They are flowing. If they all day, the grand open this side, I'm this side. If they open this side, I'm this side. So you are thinking that they are dancing. They are not dancing. They are running away from the ground that is about to open because of the fornication. Hey! But you say, I'm not doing it because I love Jesus. I, I, I want to give Jesus something. The only question he asked a disciple, Peter, not many things. Do you love me? So I'm asking to all my Peters this morning. Hey, all my people with temper problems character problems. Failing many times. Feeling sinful. All these things that we are carrying with us. He asks, do you love me? Do you love me? Or you are doing this for somebody. Maybe you are in this church because of somebody. You are not yet here because of Jesus. Maybe somebody is just pushing you to come. When I yourself, you are not interested. Do you love Jesus? Do you love, do you, do you love me? Do you know what I'm about to invest in you? Do you know that I know everything you've done, but still, I'm coming for you. But I'm asking you just, do you love me at all? Like, do you feel something also for me? Look at everything that I'm doing for you. 
I want to ask you that question. Please, let's stand on our feet. Think about it deeply before you answer. Please think about it. Do you love Jesus? Or you just fear Jesus? You are afraid something bad will happen to you? You don't want my title in your life? But do you love Jesus? Are you here out of love or out of duty? Because at the end, it's love. Jesus wants to know if you love me. Pastor Pumi, I'm saying, did Jesus, Peter is the only disciple Jesus asked that question to. He didn't ask that question to John. He asked that question to the person who was supposed to build his church. Do you love me? He said, I love you. Feed my sheep. Build my church. Do you love me? Take care of my land. Build my church. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Build the church. It's going to take love for God. Love for God. I don't go to church because they are forcing me. I love God. I don't invite people to church because they are forcing me. I love God. I'm not tithing because I'm forced to. I love God. God has forgiven me. God has helped me. I was a failure. God still chose me. I didn't have training. God still allowed me in. I was a nobody. God still helped me. It means he loves me. Why can't I love him back? Some of you, you know what you did just last night. I'm not even saying last week. Just last night, before you came here this morning. I mean, what you did just last night is already something else. Just last night, before you are standing here like you are holy. I'm saying, last night is even too far. Just this morning, before you come in here like this. Or even while you are here with us. The type of thoughts that you've been having. Somebody will come on stage Instead of you seeing the Holy Spirit, you are saying, Ish! Mmm! Modimo, do you love me? I want us to pray a simple prayer this morning. Lord, increase your love in my heart. Increase your love in my heart. First of all, I want you to pray and say, Lord, thank you for choosing me. Like you know exactly what type of person. It's not like you don't know. You know who I am. But still, you chose me. Can we pray that prayer together? One, two, three, begin to pray. You can lift your hands and just say, Lord, thank you for choosing me to be in your house. Pray that prayer, please. choosing you despise of all those things you know about yourself you know your love better than anyone thank you for choosing me thank you Jesus 
even though you know my problems. You are telling me this morning, you've chosen the weak things of the world to shame the strong, the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your help. Now I want you to pray and say, Lord, increase your love in my life. Help me love you more. Pray that prayer. Lord, help me love you more. I want to say, yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I love Jesus. I don't want to do things because I'm forced to. I want to do them because I love Jesus. Yes, I love Jesus. Oh, you are praying, you are praying, you are praying, you are praying. Lord, help me love you more. Lord, break through my heart. Lord, break through my mind. Help me love you more, Jesus. Help me love you more, Jesus. You are praying that prayer from the bottom of your heart. Help me, Jesus. Me preconton ama shebre kende brakada bara 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 ba. I prekente ne me sobro kula brende me le Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Mate pre la brende. Eke pre amendo. Shabre gerlamenda. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Now say to him, Lord Jesus, I am willing to help in the building of the mega church. Jesus, I say yes to build with you the mega church. I want to see many people come to you. Many people know you. Jesus, use my life. Use my talent. Use my skill. Use everything about me for the building of the mega church. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Jesus, I avail myself. Jesus, I avail myself like Peter. I avail myself. Use my words. Use my phone. Use my connections. Everything about me. Use it for your glory, Jesus. Use it for your glory, Jesus. Begin to ask him, Jesus, let your name be glorified through my life. Let your name be glorified through my life. Use my life in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, use my life, use my life for your glory, for your glory, for your glory. Please lift your hands to him this morning. Lift your hands to him. Say, Jesus, I avail myself, I avail myself for the building of a mega church, for the building of your church. May I not remain behind. You are praying. You are praying. You are praying. Gaba yaba shebre kente freze pre kalamenda. Oh yama shebre kente zipre kapele mandana vranda. Oh yapra shebre kente na meda wala garabaraba. Raga zepre kente pre kereba. Use my life, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now let's begin to pray for Rebecca, Chanel, Rasimone, Mafenya. Let's ask God to touch. Let's ask God to touch. Let's ask God to touch. Let's ask God to touch the souls. The souls. Let's pray. 
call them, begin to call them, begin to call them. Call your father, call your mother, call your neighbors, call your cousins. Begin to call them, call them, call them, call them. Let's pray for our community. Father, stretch your hand. Father, stretch your hand and save. 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 Lord, let angels be sent. Bring the men. Bring the women. Bring the young people. Bring the children. I'm sending angels. Everybody that is supposed to be part of this church that is still out there. I'm calling you now. 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 Shabayabaya. 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 We come against the strong men in this community that is fighting the people. We come against it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The cross of Jesus shall be planted. The cross of Jesus shall be planted. The cross of Jesus shall be planted in Romeha, in Mafeya, in Chaneg, in Rasimoni, in Luca. The cross, the cross. I am planting crosses. Young people are turning to God. Drug addicts are turning to God. Marijuana smokers are turning to God. I come against the spirit of drunkenness. I come against the spirit of sangomarism. I bind these forces. Yes. Lord, stretch your hand and heal. We apply the blood of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus. We send mighty angels in this community to gather the harvest. To gather the harvest. To gather the harvest. To gather the harvest. They are going before us. They are leading our steps. We are not working alone. Yes, Lord. I decree the healing of marriages. I decree the healing of broken hearts. I decree healing from sickness and diseases. I release the power of God in our communities. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way, Holy Ghost. We appreciate you, Lord. We appreciate you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Father. Quickly this morning, you are in this building. You are not born again. Right now, I want to pray for somebody who is not born again. 
I want to pray for you. You are saying, Pastor, I'm just like Peter. I'm like Peter. I'm still failing. I'm still struggling. Many things are not working in my life. You are saying, Pastor, look, I'm just like Peter this morning. I need God to help me. I need God to heal me. I need God, the blood of Jesus, to save my soul. If that is you this morning, I'm going to count up to three. When you hear three, don't be ashamed. Just raise your right hand. Pastor will pray for you. You are saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to forgive my sins. I want to start my journey with Jesus. If that is you, please, at the count of three, raise your right hand. And Pastor, I want to pray with you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand up. You are saying, Pastor, I see your hand. Raise it up. Don't be ashamed. One, two. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Thank you so much. You can take your hands down. Quickly this morning, you are already born again, but you have not yet committed yourself fully to God. You are still living in disobedience towards the word of God. Pastor, I want to pray for you quickly. You are saying, Pastor, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. Please, don't be ashamed. At the count of three, raise your right hand and Pastor will pray for you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. I want to recommit my life to Jesus. God bless you. I want to recommit my life. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Now, all of you that raise your hands for the first and the second altar call, please, from wherever you are, just walk. Come to me here in front. I want to pray for you. Come. All of you, come, 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 come. Wherever you are, come, come. Don't be ashamed. Come, come. I see some hands here. Come, come, come. Put your hands together for them, please. Church, let's appreciate them, please. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's working. It's working. Keep clapping for them, please, as they are coming. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Please raise your two hands to the heavens like this. Lift your two hands like this. Thank you so much. I would like you to pray a simple prayer with me. Before you pray, look at me. Look at me. Have you ever attended a wedding before? Linyalo. You've been in a wedding before. You saw people getting married. All right. When people are getting married, just listen to me. When people are getting married, do you know that all we do is to make them say something. Do you understand? We just say, do you take this person, da, 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 da. They say, I do. Right? And they ask one, do you do this? They say, I do. Those words, those simple words, become the reason why they are together for the rest of their lives. Simple words. Words are very powerful. Are you listening to me? So when we speak, it's not empty. Because I'm married to my wife today, not because of anything. Simply because I said words. I say, I do. I do this. I do this. I do this. Simple words. And after the words, we say you are married. So also now, I'm going to make you say words. And those words might look like it's nothing. But at the end of those words, you will become born again. Just like at the end of certain words, a person becomes married. Are you listening to me? So please, 
value what you're about to say because it's going to change your life. Okay? Repeat after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day, you rose again that I might be justified. Right now, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. From today, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. The past is gone. The new has come. When I leave this world, I'm going straight to heaven. From this morning, my name is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for every one of these precious souls that have turned back to you this morning. I ask on their behalf, let them be accepted before you. Let their precious names be written in the book of life. Let your precious blood ground them in this church. May they never look back. Some of them are young. Years from now, they will say, I accepted Jesus in the year 2020-22 in a small place in Rebecca. And I'm still a believer today. Father, thank you for this blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, let's welcome them in the fellowship. Right about now, you are very special to us. Amen. So, because you are special, you cannot go back to your former seat. Because God has shifted you from that seat to another seat. So, from today, you are now a new person. New person, new seat. So we have prepared special seats for you now this side. So please now go this way and be seated this side. Put your hands together for them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Church, are you blessed? How many of you feel that you are like Peter? myself, I feel it too much. How many of you feel the Peter virus is working on us? But the grace of God is going to locate us. Hallelujah. Bacheso, listen to me. This week we are building a mega church. Don't stay at home. Let's build it. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that we must start praying for this row? There are people sitting on this row. How many of you feel there are people on this row? You know somebody that must be on this row. There's somebody you know that must be on this row. Let's bring them in. Amen. May God bless us. Let's share the grace of the Lord in fellowship. You're going to have a blessed week. 
nothing that is waiting for you this week that is bad. It will never prosper in the name of Jesus. This will be a blessed week for you in the name of Jesus. God will visit you this week in the name of Jesus. I bind every attack waiting for you on Monday, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, till Sunday. I bind it in the name of Jesus. This coming Friday, we are in Sun City from 9 o'clock. We are praying the whole night. From 9 until the morning of Saturday. Tell your neighbor, hey! Tapelo, tapelo. This is tapelo. Serious tapelo. If we're now, you know you will just sleep. Don't come. Please, I'm begging you. Don't come. You will come there the whole thing. You are sleeping. And you are going to intoxicate us with the sleep. We want to pray. How many of you want to pray? We want to pray. We want to pray. So, this coming Friday, we are not meeting here. Hallelujah. We are meeting where? Kosan City. Nine o'clock. Make your way there. If you need transport, tell Pastor Pume. We'll see how we can help you. But it's not just us. All ABC is coming there. Patsima is coming there. Mokwas is going there. Lidak is going there. Everybody is going there. So it's going to be a strong prayer night. We'll be binding devils. We'll be releasing the power of God in the lives of the people. Don't stay at home, sleep your destiny away. Come and join us. Let's pray for our families. Let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our future. I see you coming on Friday. And I see you praying. Sunday, 10 o'clock sharp. We are here. We are here. You see, today I spoke to you about Peter. I want to talk to you about Moses. Next Sunday, I will show you Moses. The problems of Moses. But still, God chose Moses. You will be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's share the grace of the Lord together. One, two, three, let's go. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. 2022? Yes, I will not settle for less. I will be more like Jesus. I will do more like Jesus. Call me blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, blessed. Hello, blessed. Hello, fruitful. You shall never be barren in the name of Jesus. Have a blessed week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Pazima, Mukwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day. And remember, we are alive to give life. Whether you